This is Look West, a podcast from California's Assembly Democrats. The 2020 election has resulted in a handful of new members joining the California State Assembly. Although these new members all come from an array of backgrounds, they share a drive for public service despite guaranteed scrutiny. This year, we're welcoming the first openly bisexual individual who also happens to be the youngest elected assembly member in a century. A Latina who has spent the last 30 years as a community leader in the district she now represents. A member of the LGBTQ community who has dedicated their life to public service. A former high school teacher with 20 years of experience in local education. And a champion for the people and small businesses in their community. Look West got a chance to talk with them over Zoom. Let's meet them now in their own words. Hi, I'm Steve Bennett. I represent the 37th Assembly District. That's the southern portion of Santa Barbara County and the western portion of Ventura County. I grew up in the Midwest. I went to school on the East Coast. I was an economics major, and when I finished, I became a high school economics and American history teacher. Um, My wife's uh, grandfather was the principal of Ventura High School uh, back during the Depression and World War II, and that's how we ended up locating in Ventura. And uh, 14 years ago, we took in a Mexican immigrant family, mom, dad, and three children. They were caught in that uh, subprime mortgage ripoff, and uh, ended up uh, without a place to stay and without uh, any resources. Supposed to be just for a few months, but uh, we all fell in love with each other and they've stayed with us for the last 14 years. And 11 years ago, they had a fourth child. So now um, one of them is a wildland firefighter. The other one's uh, uh, in his final year at Berkeley and the other one's at uh, Cal State Channel Islands. And the 11 year old is doing uh, social distance learning. And so uh, we're somewhere between grandparents and parents uh, with those children. And uh, it's just been a wonderful experience. And you always get more than you give in those kind of situations. The beach is certainly my favorite area uh, in Ventura County. And uh, we have on top of that, we have built a class one one of the most beautiful bike lanes uh, in in California, uh, right on the coast, right on the beach, right above the beach um, on the 101 freeway. And that combination, that stretch of the beautiful bike path uh, on the ocean side, uh, separated from the freeway, uh, and then the uh, gorgeous beach below is probably, it's halfway in between uh, Santa Barbara and Ventura County. So right smack in the middle of my district, I think is probably my my favorite spot at this point in time. For me, uh, it was easy. I had, a, I had a great job. I was the assistant principal. Uh, I was, uh, uh, I loved teaching. I was the only person that, uh, in certainly in Ventura County who was both an administrator and I loved teaching so much. I said, I'd only become administrator if you let me keep teaching two classes. Uh, and so I still taught an economics class. I still taught an American history class. And then I was assistant principal. So I didn't have much to lose from that standpoint, number one. Number two, I was taking on some really powerful forces and everybody said, you can't take them on and win. Um, I took on the existing, uh, not the current district attorney and sheriff, but at the time, the the district attorney and the sheriff, and everybody said you couldn't win. So expectations were not very high that that I could pull it off. So it was one of those, um, hey, uh, 
I, I believe in this. I want, I want to take them on because they were making decisions that were really bad for Ventura County's budget. So I said, there's nothing to lose. I'm going to challenge that, see if I can convince the voters. And uh, I was successful with that. It reinforced my idea that, you know, if you just try to do the right thing and then you can sell it politically rather than trying to figure out what the political, you know, correct thing is to do and then be stuck with the consequences. And since then, I've just tried to keep that concept. I think if you look at California and you try to say, and that's what I tried to do when I took office, I said, when I, when I, when I walk out of here and it's 12 year term limits, when I walk out of here 12 years from now, assuming I'm fortunate enough to get reelected, you know, what are the things that you want to say you addressed? Well, the big issues out there are climate change, this growing income inequality is having tremendous negative impacts uh, on everybody in our counties, in our state, in our country. Um, it's, it's really going to have negative impacts, not just on the people trapped at the bottom, because it will affect all the people, um, regardless of where they are on the income scale uh, eventually. Um, so those are two huge problems. And then uh, when you add sort of emergency preparation uh, is where I put COVID in. And I think emergency preparation comes from the issue of climate change. Uh, because of climate change, because of uh, the warming, probably we're going to have all more fires, but we're also probably going to have more pandemics to break out uh, with, uh, with climate change that is out there. And we're certainly going to have more flooding. We're going to have more coastal erosion with sea level rise. Uh, that all grows out of this climate change. So I, I have those two major areas, climate change and the negative impacts of growing income inequality. I think you have everything else that uh, springs from uh, those two major areas. And those, those will be the two things that when I uh, am finished, whenever that is, I'd like to look back and say, hey, uh, we made progress in those areas. Hi, well, uh, thank you for welcoming me to this podcast. My name is Chris Ward, and I am coming from San Diego uh, to represent the people of the 78th Assembly District. The district is really center city, San Diego, and that includes all of the mid-city areas around Balboa Park. Uh, and our communities around here are just rich in Main Street activity, small businesses. We've got the urban core in downtown, uh, but it does go all the way up the coast to bring in UCSD and the University City area, another growing, rapidly growing uh, urban hub uh, in and of itself. Um, the rest of the district is coastal from Solana Beach in the mid part of the county all the way down to the border. It is one of our four border districts. One thing that's special about the 78th Assembly District is that we've got a very strong biotech sector down here as well that is really at the forefront of many of our advances that we're seeing, including a lot of the COVID therapeutics um, and uh, other um, interventions that are really necessary today. Um, I think the natural resources that we have, the coastline, the parks, um, you know, and the, and the urban centers that, that we have for a variety of areas of employment just make this one of the best districts in the state. I actually grew up as a military brat. My dad was in the army as a career officer, uh, was born in Germany and lived in about nine different places uh, throughout my elementary and high school time. Got a chance to uh, go back to Germany as well for middle school and part of high school. Uh, and then I attended college at Johns Hopkins University. I had the intent of going on to medical school and uh, finished with a bachelor's in neuroscience. Um, I wanted to take a little time off after college. I had had uh, just come out as openly gay 
and I wanted to also um, not having a uh, home to go back to because my parents had yet again moved, wanted to find a place to really uh, set down my own roots. And I uh, chose San Diego. There was a great opportunity with UCSD to come out here and just transfer some of the work that I was doing. One thing led to another and I uh, got became aware that there was a, a congressional race here in the year 2000 uh, to try and flip a Republican to a Democrat seat. Now, as a young voter and somebody that um, was very interested in making sure that people align with my interests, I wanted to help her out. Her name was Susan Davis, and actually just this year, she concluded a 20-year stint as our congresswoman, but it was through that campaign um, that I saw a lot of energy, the possibility to make a difference locally, meet other people, and help them get elected, and that's how I found the fire in my belly. I knew that I wanted to make a difference in government uh, and uh, helping good people get elected to office. I had some previous experience and, and firsthand uh, knowledge of how things operate. I'm inspired by the capital community. Uh, I'm committed to making sure that that state and local connection uh, is very strong, that we are translating the work that we're doing there into um, specific and, and helpful impact for the San Diego region. I am a, very much a collaborator, a problem solver, and I think that that's what I wanted to, that's what I ran on, is to try to bring expertise um, and, and professional background and my approach um, to being an effective legislator to help um, not just my district, but the rest of the state advance on things that have just been stuck in the mud for, for too long. When we get through COVID recovery, which we should be all hands on deck about um, making sure that we are guarding public health and that we are positioning California for a full recovery sooner rather than later, um, I think things that I ran on are ones that I, of course, am ready to get to work on. Uh, addressing homelessness, uh, of course, related to that and central to solving homelessness is housing affordability. Uh, environmental policy, um, I've been a champion down here. Uh, in San Diego, working on climate action, working on clean energy. Um, I'd say uh, a very close fourth area of uh, is childcare. Um, having two young kids, I have uh, had uh, you know a full witness to some of the challenges that we have and the lack of affordability and even the lack of spots um, for our youngest Calians. And so I'm excited to be a part of this body and uh, you know help make history and, and help really position California for better days ahead. Hi, my name is Alex Lee. I'm 25 years old and I have the distinct honor of representing Assembly District 25. I grew up in Milpitas and San Jose owing to uh, have my parents being divorced since I was a kid and I would go back and forth all the time. So I grew up, uh, I went through the Milpitas public school system and I would go back and forth between the two houses. So, you know, I have an innate understanding of two of my communities uh, just growing up there. When I got... Um, interested in and passionate about politics, I think really goes back to at least um, when I was applying for colleges in 2012. At that point, I was at the junction of doing, well, should I do a filmmaking career or should I do something in like politics government? But, you know, ultimately, filmmaking and politics is about telling people's stories, right? Through motifs, through themes, and you work on these collaborative projects together and you all have different skills. Um, so that's the same kind of skill set I see. And in 2016, when Bernie Sanders uh, ran for president, I really instilled in me the values of what the progressive movement looks like. I felt I have always had those values in me, but to articulate them and see them in action is something differently. Uh, and, you know, and as the years went on and I was a legislative staffer for the Senate and the assembly. And when this opportunity came, when uh, the incumbent Kansas Chu decided not to rerun, I thought, you know, if not me, then who? So I did it. We ran when we started running, I was 23 years old and uh, you know, 
crazy to think it's been two of my lifetime years since that started. Um, but it all worked out because we have a really strong progressive agenda and a commitment to doing a grassroots campaign. The one job I knew well was the state assembly and well, you know, state legislature. I understood that because that was my professional career uh, of all my adult life. And that is what I really built my professional career towards. You know, even when I was Davis, I was interning and working for other members. And that's how I interned for like five, six assembly member, uh, legislators. Um, and really, this is the world I know, and this is the skill set I was kind of crafted to, to give back to. And that's why I wanted to do this, even though it's a very challenging job that I've heard people kind of, you know, tear their hair out. But we thought we weren't going to win because we were outspent 15 to 1. We didn't take any corporate money, any fossil fuel money, and developer money, any uh, cop money. I think that's all the ones. I might be missing some. But, you know, we opted out of a lot of money on our own. And we did things very differently. And we didn't know if that can be the conventional metrics. And I'm happy that it did because it proved that there is an alternative model out there that's not just about ad buys and paying high price consultants. I'm not someone who's shy about who I am, about what I think, and I just say kind of plainly to people. And I think there's a lot of respect for that, you know, especially in politics today when people feel they can't trust what someone says or what their intentions are. I try to make it very clear, you know, we might disagree where we are in policy or perspective, but I, this is who I am and we can talk about it. And I think that approach works with a lot of people, especially in the age of social media, in the age of post-Trump, you know, where we have a president who just tweets anything he thinks, you know, that has set the standard and the ground rules for a lot of things and reshaped people's expectations. Um, so I'm, I'm you know, luckily I'm blessed with some thick skin um, as well. So I, I'm happy to be able to put myself out there to the slings and arrows of public service. Even on day one, on December 7th, we are going to get immediately to work. I'm going to, interview, I'm going to be introducing a bill to prohibit corporate contributions to candidates directly and have a public finance election system, which is something we're working on right now. Uh, so that's going to be the first bill out of the gate, the first thing we work on for the new year. But electoral reform is definitely going to be a top priority for me. But housing affordability is actually going to be a core uh, integration to it, a core priority. Um, housing and transportation, they kind of fall within the umbrella that I call like urbanism. Uh, but housing affordability definitely is the key issue important to my constituency. Um, it's something I ran on in the election and made a centerpiece, even though housing is, as we often know, a dicey topic amongst people who have a lot of different opinions. We ran on housing affordability and making sure that our home community remains affordable to everyone. Uh, so that's why that's going to be a main issue. Transportation as well, right? Freedom to move between your community within your community, between your work and, and where you need to go, it's also gonna be important. But housing and electoral reform is gonna be the top two. When the pandemic struck, it showed how important it is to have a strong state and well, of course a federal response, which isn't there, but a strong state and county response because that, you know, I literally have libertarian people in my constituency who were like, I, I hate the government, you know. Now they're like, where's my stimulus check? You know, <laughs> you know, like it's completely changed the attitude because people really generally want a government that works for them. And that's what I got into this business to do. And then, you know, when the summer erupted in, in real, I think, like public disdain, discuss that police brutality and racism exists systemically, I was more invigorated to do more about that too, because I was reminded just how complacent I had become that this stuff, it just constantly happens. And we just grow numb to it. We were growing so numb to all these crises, but 2020 is one thing that just shown us, whether it be mass protests and police brutality, a you know, global virus that makes only the United States a laughing stock of the world, or even orange skies in the Bay Area to remind us all our problems are here to stay unless we act on them immediately and aggressively. This is it, right? This was the election to remind us all what was at stake. And it has really given me more energy and more courage, I think, to take on these issues 
you know, even if I'm in there for two years or 12 years. I'm incredibly grateful to the communities and the people of Assembly District 25 for electing me to be the representative for the district. It's an incredible, immense honor of my lifetime. And I hope to be talking to everyone, including the people on this podcast, a lot more. Hi, um, I'm Lisa Calderon, and I'm so honored to uh, represent the 57th Assembly District. Um, I've been a resident of this district for over 30 years, and I've lived in the city of Whittier. Um, and so I'm really, really honored and excited. My family is from the Central Valley. Uh, my parents were farm workers in the Central Valley. Um, and um, I actually grew up in Sacramento. My uh, father was uh, enlisted in the Air Force. So he was transferred to um, serve in uh, at Travis Air Force Base and then later McClellan. So I, I grew up in Sacramento um, and went to public schools there. I uh, went to college there, and uh, that's my hometown for all intensive purposes. And then I moved down to Whittier literally after I graduated from college um, to work on a political campaign, and then I ended up staying down here. I loved it so much. I still love Sacramento, don't get me wrong. Um, still a 49er fan, uh, <laughs> but I must admit I'm now a Dodger fan, so a little bit of a turncoat there. <laughs> Whittier has a great uptown area and it's, um, you know, it kind of, when you drive through uptown, it's like uh, you would imagine um, the old neighborhoods in the 50s or 60s with the very charming small businesses and small restaurants. And, you know, um, I love the fact that it's built by small small business owners, family uh, owned businesses, and there's a lot of diversity. And so um, that's, I think, probably my favorite place to hang out in, in the district. Before my previous job, I worked as a staffer in the legislature, uh, you know, down here in Los Angeles for Speaker Willie Brown. And so um, I kind of had, uh, you know, a bird's eye view to that scrutiny that um, elected officials uh, endure, um, good and bad. Um, and then I actually married a politician. Um, uh, and so uh, I think I've seen firsthand how difficult it can be. But, you know, I think for me, uh, the need was, was, was great for me. And, and so I, you know, you kind of live in a fishbowl. I think when you're an elected official, everything's out there, um, especially now with, you know, everybody has a cell phone with the camera on it. <laughs> so... Um, I was very aware of what I was getting into, but um, I just feel like uh, I have an opportunity to give back, and um, that's why I decided to run. When I think about the, the issues I want to work on, I think about the district and the needs of the district. Um, you know, this is a, a working-class district, and, um, you know, I've been involved through my children. Um, you know, they all played sports in, I think, every city in this, in this district. Um, also, you know... Uh, being able to tag along to political events uh, with my husband and my son um, and and really um, being able to talk to my friends, colleagues in the community. Um, you know, I still see there's a great need for things like affordable child care. Um, you know, I know a lot of mothers, uh, too many that I, you know, met through Little League or spending time volunteering that, you know, we're working two jobs just to make ends meet, just to buy, you know, sports equipment for their, maybe they had multiple kids. It's expensive. 
Um, also, uh, you know, long-term care for our parents. Um, many of these same families are, you know, working. Um, they're trying to afford childcare. They're also trying to help take care of their, their parents, right? Um, you know, that's something I'm also interested in. Climate change is something I'm very interested in. Um, I think we've seen this proliferation of wildfires, wildfire mitigation. Um, this is kind of our new normal. And, um, you know, it concerns me as I, I'm not the only one that's really worried about this. But, um, you know, I think we have some, um, you know, major clean energy uh, goals uh, that, and we're well positioned, California is well positioned um, to meet those goals, but I think there's a lot of opportunity, especially now that we have um, President-elect Biden coming in. Um, so I'm really excited about what the future holds. I still think that um, you know other states can look west to California because we have a lot to be proud of. But um, as we go through COVID relief, I think we just need to be thoughtful. We need to make sure that um, we keep people working. I'm very, very concerned about everybody that's been furloughed or lost their jobs. Um, that worries me, food insecurity, rent insecurity. So, um, you know, I, I, it's, for me, it's about making sure we have good paying jobs, affordable ch childcare, you know, healthcare for those that don't have it. There's a lot of people that don't have it um, or do have it, but it's expensive and um, taking care of our parents and our communities. I'm so happy I had the opportunity to introduce myself. Um, you know, I, again, I'm very honored to represent the 57th Assembly District. So thank you for having me. Hi, everyone. My name is Carlos Villapudua, and I represent Assembly District 13. I am uh, excited. I'm a little nervous but eager to get to Sacramento and represent uh, not just my constituency of AD 13, but also to represent uh, the, the, the great people of California. You know, never did I think I was be running for, for the seat. Uh, I grew up in a, you know, not so much of a farming community, but it's just a great, nice family community where, you know, great schools, uh, great parks, uh, you know, it's, it's just a beautiful place to grow up. I have a Maltese. I mean, I wish I had a goat, to be honest. You know, goats are funny. If you ever get a goat, keep them away from your cars because they will jump on your car. So yeah, I love pets. I have a dog. I wish I had more. I thought I was gonna go in law enforcement. I, I really did, so, but somehow I switched my degree into social work. Uh, I graduated from Sac State and, uh, when I graduated, I actually started working for the sheriff's department. It, you know, it was nice for five years, but it just wasn't wasn't my cup of tea. I left there to take really almost a minimum wage paying job, and I just started working for, you know, a program called Healthy Families Program, where I was out helping folks who didn't have health care. Uh, that was kind of my door that opened up in social working in. I just kind of climbed it within the county system and uh, there this county supervisor said, hey, you know, we need you to come and work for me. Five years later, I'm running for, as a county supervisor, uh, we won 
And then when I was done, I went to the private sector. Then this seat came available. Folks started calling me up and saying, hey, you should really consider this. People kept pushing me and saying, Carlos, you know, we need more folks like you in Sacramento. And I didn't make the decision by myself. It was really you know, sitting around a table of folks and saying, hey, what do you think? And uh, you know, everyone kept saying, do it, do it, let's do it. And we did it. And here we are. My daughters are back home, right? But they're doing, you know, classes from uh, virtual from home. So they get back into, you know, washing clothes, overloading the uh, dryer, right? The dryer breaks. I call up the uh, handyman to come out and, and fix this. As I'm sitting here talking, he takes four screws off. He puts a belt on, takes 20 minutes, 150 bucks. And I, I'm sitting there like, where did you learn this? And he goes, oh, I'm going to vocational training. Yeah, I asked him, well, how many, how many stops do you have today? Well, he goes, I got about 12. If you do the math, those are the jobs that I want to make sure that those are vocational jobs. Don't look down on those. Those are great jobs. You know, the person that's going to be working on that washer and dryer, that's America. You know, that's, they're, they're living the dream. They're eventually going to buy a home by doing stuff. They're going to put their kids through school by doing those jobs. I am all for that. You know, I wanted to help. I've always wanted to be that type of person that, you know, I, I'm giving. Uh, I want people to better themselves. I am a person that wants to keep pushing so that our community is better. Um, and during these times that are, are probably the most difficult times that we're, we're always going to remember this era. Um, but I see it as opportunity. I see it as going in, you know, I'm a fireman. I'm ready to handle this fire and make this place better sooner than later. And I believe that there's a lot of people like myself that are also trying to do the same thing. And we're just, all I'm trying to do is, is uh, make this a better place for us, for you and your kids one day, you know, um, to live. This has got to be, we're, and we're, and we're going to do it. My name is Carlos Villapudua. I, I am, I'm here to say hello. Uh, I look forward to continue to have my relationship with all of you. Uh, I hope you guys still uh, continue to give me input. Happy, to, and I'm thankful for, for all of you. And if those who didn't vote for me, guess what? I hope that we can build a relationship and work together. Uh, I hope I can earn your respect and your friendship. Thank you, everyone. This podcast looks forward to hearing more from our new members of the Assembly Democratic Caucus and the returning members as well. Thanks for listening. The Look West podcast is produced by the California Assembly Democrats. When you think of California and politics, remember to look west.